With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Goodison Park. Hello, my name is Paul Wheelock and welcome to the post-game podcast to reflect on Everton's 2-0 win at home to Bournemouth. The win moved the Blues back into the top half of the table and will have done a lot to lift the mood in the fan base after what's been a pretty miserable six weeks in the Premier League. This podcast, as always, starts with the expert opinion of our Everton FC correspondent, Phil Kirkbride. You'll then hear the considered thoughts of our reporter, Sam Carroll, who was beginning to think he was a bit of a curse. And then we'll get the view from the stands with my chat with season ticket holder and our view from the Gladys Street podcast host, Ian Kroll, in which we get to vent after witnessing one of the worst refereeing performances I've seen in some time. And the podcast ends with the full audio from Everton manager Marco Silva's press conference. Thanks for joining me, and we'll be back next week with the Royal Blue podcast, the View from the Gladys Street podcast, and at least one special show too. The Royal Blue podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Evening, everybody. Everton to Bournemouth nil. A much-needed victory, first victory in the league at home since November the 24th, and the first clean sheet in the league since that date as well. So hard fought, and I think the feeling is deserved as well because of that second half performance. And that for me is the real tale of this. It's the half-time team talk um, that inspired a vastly improved second half performance and performance. That, yeah, wasn't perfect, but was, as I say, significantly better and had plenty of fight, had tempo, had threat, had speed. Um, and at the other end of the pitch, had doggedness and, and heart and, and the ability to dig in. And, and it all created a connection for me between what the manager was trying to do and the players and what was in the stands and the strongest connection, I think, that's been felt at Goodison this season. And it really felt like Silva was experiencing his first, as I've written it today in, uh, tonight in the verdict, uh, his first sort of Goodison moment. And, and, the, and the key now is for that to be built upon and not to be wasted and, and, and really for that to be kind of certainly the feeling of being a turning point and maybe a line in the sand for, for a season that had been going somewhat off course. So, um, you know, first half was was anxious and apprehensive but an improvement in the final 10 minutes just helped you because you sensed that maybe understandably uh, the crowd would be unhappy had that performance carried on um, is the way it was but improvement in the final 10 minutes and then what Marco did at half time and the way that the players came out from the off in the second half was really really encouraging and impressive and a much needed victory as we say and and you know powered by a number of individual performance performances sorry um Richarlison was transformed in the second half he once again sacrificed himself for the team thought Luckman was always a threat Bernard has never played as well for the football club and I thought what he gave for the team was sensational um Sigerson was better Gomez was in and out but improved enough and you know he was starting to battle but at the uh, but at the back two players in particular Luca Dean was was exceptional, um, and I genuinely you've got to wonder whether there's a better left back in the Premier League. To honestly, and I know, and I know, 
our friends across the park would rightly say Andy Robertson uh, is top notch and he does look but Luca Dean was unbelievable in the second half I think he's got real quality in the assist for the first goal was superb and Michael Keane a giant of a performance um, in the first half when he had a nervous captain to his right in Seamus Coleman a goalkeeper behind him who was making mistakes he was a rock and I thought he set the tone for his own day from the off uh, and despite a a difficult opening 30 minutes for the team he was excellent and he continued that so he deserved more than anybody to be on the winning team today so great to see Michael Keane coming back into the team especially after his mistake in the last game Uh, it was a match turning mistake but uh, you know he was he was superb today the Royal Blue podcast from the Liverpool Echo there's high spirits in the Carroll household tonight as I obtain my first ever victory, uh, first ever Everton victory as a reporter for the Liverpool Echo. I'd been let off the leash uh, for games against Spurs, which obviously made my debut in that 6 2 defeat. Uh, went to Brighton a week later, me and Phil Kirkbride at the Amex, obviously a 1 0 loss. Reported on the Lincoln win last weekend, but nice now to finally have that first Premier League victory in the bag. Uh, 2-0, probably not as routine as it sounds. For those of you who were at the game or kept up with any of the action, you will know that Bournemouth obviously hit the post. Uh, we rode our luck a few times, had a little spell of pressure towards the end. Uh, Jordan Pickford made a smart stop at the feet of Ryan Fraser. Uh, Michael Keane with a, with a match-saving tackle. Uh, so, I, I'm not sure. I still don't think we're back to our best. Uh, but I think... You know, something Michael Keane told me after the game, you'll be able to uh, read that interview tomorrow morning, uh, is that, you know, the result today was more important than the performance. And I think I agree with Michael wholeheartedly there. Everton just needed to win, get that monkey off the back. Uh, Silver needed that little win, I think, just to maybe ease a little bit of, not pressure, but, you know, people start talking and, and things are written and, you know, you just kind of want to get yourself out of that firing line. Uh, something me and Phil Kirkbride were talking about in the car. The way down to the game today was that, obviously, the Blues and Silver really need to get as much goodwill in the tank, I think, and, and as much positivity going into next season. You know, if we struggle towards the end of this season and you have a poor start to the second campaign, that's when real questions and, and real pressure starts to form. So I think if, if Marco can manoeuvre a relatively strong second half of the season, he'll be fine. Uh, quite an interesting debate over on Twitter, my snap analysis after the game. It was based around Michael Keane. Uh, the reason I chose Keane after the game was because uh, there was people quite early on this season. I know Adam Jones was a big advocate for how well he was playing at the start of the season, but... Uh, from what I'd seen of Keane last season, I, I just didn't trust him at all. I didn't I didn't rate him. Uh, I didn't think he was good enough to be an Everton defender. Uh, I didn't think he had the mental metal to play for a big club like Everton. But slowly but surely, he's won me round. And once again today, I thought he was he was superb. Uh, he's one of the calmest men on the field when we were under the cosh during the first half. Uh, he looks like he looks acts even speaks now after the game like a thirty million pounds signing. Uh, he looks like a mature kind of player. I think Kertuma looks ten times the better player uh, than when he plays alongside Yeni Mina. Uh, Michael's still only 26, but some people getting in touch on Twitter. Um, not too happy with the touch. Uh, pretty much a carbon copy of the goal that helped Jamie Vardy give Leicester the win on New Year's Day, but other people uh, giving give a little bit of, little bit of stick for, for Keane. Uh, so anyone listening obviously get in touch on Twitter or on the Royal Blue Podcast Facebook group to let me know 
uh, if I'm just going mad. One, one man did actually ask me if I was at, even at the game. Uh, so I did have to double check to make sure I was actually sat watching Everton Bournemouth. But all joking aside, really impressed with Michael Keane, uh, Lucas Dean. I thought Adam Owen Luckman and Bernard, every time they got the ball, Goodison uh, comes alive. Uh, really harks back to, for me, growing up watching David Moyes' teams where the wide men were so important to that system. And you can see something similar beginning to form at Everton. Uh, Theo Walcott should definitely be worried for his place at the moment. Uh, Adam Ole, really impressive again today. Question marks from the win, if there was any. Um, Richarlison, the Geordie still remains out on whether he's an out-and-out centre-forward, the thought didn't really get involved as much as, as you'd like didn't I think we all like to see Richardson running at people uh, and being able to get the ball uh, with his with his facing goal uh, but obviously playing up front a lot of aerial duels a lot of back to goal a lot of hold up play um, which doesn't really suit his game uh, but now obviously Luckman and Bernard playing so well that it's difficult to see where else he fits in uh, unfortunate for Richardson to not get that goal uh, when Nathan Aki cleared off the line, I think that would have been a nice little confidence boost for him. Uh, Drissett Gay, I thought, was was quite subdued. Uh, those games don't really s- seem to suit Adrissa. Uh, you know, he's a ball winner. Really seems to come into his own when we play the likes of, you know, your Man Cities and your Arsenals, Chelsea's, Manchester United, Tottenham type teams. But I thought against Lincoln and again today, doesn't really know what he's supposed to be doing and his distribution was poor. So I think hopefully Adrissa uh, can come, can improve a little bit. I thought Gilfie f- uh, was improved in the second half, but needs to get some consistency across the 90 minutes. So yeah, I've witted on for probably a little bit too long. I'm glad that we got a win and have a good end to your weekend. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Uh, okay, I'm now joined by Ian Kroll, our View from the Gladys Street podcast host. Ian, uh, I didn't think I'd be saying this after the first 30 minutes, but did you enjoy that today? Um, certainly enjoyed the second half, Paul. Um, first first half wasn't wasn't great, was it? Um, I don't think we were at the races really. I think there was probably <coughs> excuse me, there was probably about a, a 10 minute period in the second half where I think we put a, a you know one or two attacks together, a few passes together, and I thought we we looked okay. But other than that, we didn't have anything to shout about and. I think Bournemouth are probably, you know, looking the most likely. I thought they looked they looked very dangerous and I think um I'll go into it a little bit more, but this this playing out from the back is, is not working at the moment. We haven't got the players um currently in that team who are able to put the foot on the ball and keep the ball and, you know, push up up the pitch once Pickford's passed that out to um, either the full-backs or the, the centre-back. And we just encourage and invite pressure on. And I think if you look at the second half performance, the second half performance was obviously a lot better. You know, we fought more, we were we were better on the ball, but we very rarely played out from the back in that mm-hmm. second half. And I think you have to look at the amount of times that kick their Pickford kicked the ball um, long and forward. And I think I'm not saying that was the the, the entire difference in the game or you know the, the complete key, but it gave us a bit more emphasis and being able to play football further up the field rather than you know in our own half where we were giving the ball away and inviting Bournemouth onto you know with, you know silly mistakes. You know what I mean? 
Definitely agree with you, mate. There was a few times, wasn't there, where like even Keenan Zuma played a ball over the top for Richarlison to chase onto, and he, he looked better for it, didn't he? Yeah, I just I just think it's silly. I just think you know you're inviting pressure on when you when you play um, out from the back, and I just think I understand why Silva does it. It's, it's his style of play, and that's that's the philosophy that he wants to do. But you know, when it's not working, you need to you need to change it up a little bit. You know. And that's, I feel I feel like that's what, what he's done because how many times have I said to you, Paul, we never seem to have a, a, an 18-19 minute performance. No, it's always no. the first half performance is good and then we, you know, I don't know what he said to them in the second half, but we've been poor. But th- today it was it was the complete opposite. It's, it's, it's so strange, we're so inconsistent. I just, I, you know, if we were consistently good in the first half and consistently bad in the second half, I can understand it. It's, it's just crazy. But today, the first half wasn't great. Second half, you know, I think we were we were good enough for the points. I think Bournemouth certainly still looked dangerous in the, in the second half. I know we, we obviously went 1-0 up. Great, great bit, bit of football from Luca Deeds to get that ball in the way he did and great header from Kurt Zuma, uh, towering header, made up for him. Um, but I just think, you know, we just need to carry on the way, we, way, way we're going now and it's, um, it, it, it's promising. I, th- I think it really is. You mentioned it earlier. Uh, I think after my first question, you were talking about the fight and kind of spirit shown at second half. Was that was that encouraging? Because it certainly got the crowd up, didn't it? I, I think so. I think I mentioned there. You know, Bournemouth was certainly still in the game. You know, when we were one nil, I think we were. I wouldn't say hanging on um, with the last ten minutes, but you know, I think there was a few you know edgy, edgy people in the ground because they certainly looked like they could score. I'm not. They didn't have a you know great clear-cut chances but I know Pickford came and tried to punch one or two and he was a last tackle and he had a couple of corners so it's always going to be a, a bit edgy isn't it but I think that goal certainly in the second half, in the, the second goal uh, towards the end Dominic Carver-Lewin's goal obviously won the game settled us and I think we thoroughly deserved it and, and, and the fight I just think that, that that's what it's all about isn't it that, that's that's what we, as fans, we want to see the players doing. You know, it's very difficult to, to run around the pitch for 19 minutes. We, we understand that, but just to show that you care and you know to give that fight, which second half we did. I thought we were. Um, I don't want to go, you know, fast. Like fantastic. Yeah. I thought we played. I thought we played very well. I don't want to um, get ahead of ourselves here because you know it's obviously a, a decent team on the ball in Bournemouth. Um, but the most important thing today, I just said, just. Just get a win. Doesn't matter how you do it. Performance is obviously, um, you know, a good thing. Don't get me wrong. We we always want to see performance, but we needed three points today, and I think that puts us tenth, is it now? Three yeah. points yeah. behind seventh, is it? So, you know, anyone who thinks that we were going to, um, you know, challenge the top six this season, but you know, there obviously could have been a shot, but it it, it was going to be very unrealistic to do that. So, if we can still finish seventh. Um, this season and, and go on to potentially win a cup I would say that is a, a solid a very solid season obviously the, the cup is going to be a different matter altogether but we, we needed those three points today and it's put us right back in the mix for, for seventh place Definitely agree, mate. I, I personally thought Adamola Luckman played really well. I know on your podcast many, many times there's been a discussion when should he get a go, should he get a go. What do you think after watching him today and against Lincoln last week and some good fleeting appearances over Christmas, do you think he's he deserves this kind of long run in the team now? No, I, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. I think he's been given man of the match there. I think for me, he was, he was definitely up there with one of the, the, the top players in the second half. I think maybe if, it was, if I was going to be picky about it, I'd probably maybe give it to Luke Dean I just thought he was fantastic yeah, in defence yeah, and attack going forward uh, Lukeman for me now deserves a, a total run in the team he's, he's played very well today um, and even if he 
when he plays and hopefully he will play against Southampton and, and as a if he has a bad game he should still stay in that team because it's about consistency and having that run you know he played against um, Newcastle didn't he after the derby and he didn't have a great game he came in for Walcott and then Walcott was straight back in there and I thought that was very harsh to be honest I thought it was very harsh indeed um, or was it Watford I can't remember it was one of them too anyway he, he came he came in the team and he didn't he didn't play didn't play great or he didn't make that much of an impact but he's made an impact today and he's, he's, he was definitely one of the brighter, brighter players he offers at the moment a lot more than Theo Walcott's offering um, that's a different you know topic altogether it certainly is but yeah. I think I think you know, Luchman now stays in that team. He's on the right hand side. He just just offers so much more. He, he's great on the ball. He's so clever. He's tricky. Um, he's got a little bit of. I mean, he's not the he say he's the fastest, but he's got a little bit of pace um, over a couple of yards and to, to beat a man. Um, I just think I think that the balance as well with him because I thought Bernard played very well yeah, today as yeah, well. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, the, the, the right hand side and the left hand side there. I thought they were two um, two shining lights in that team. Obviously, Sigurdsson as you know. He's been consistent um, and worked very hard anyway. So I think those three were were definitely um, positives from to take from today. Richarlison um, huffed and puffed a little, a little bit, and he didn't always get it his own way. Obviously, uh, with a couple of refereeing decisions, but you know it's always the way, isn't it, in football where you've got a striker who runs runs out for ninety minutes and then gets taken off, and then you know the striker who's on the bench comes on for a minute and scores the goal, and, and so it's proved there, but. Don't, don't discount what Richarlison's done today. He, he may not have scored, but he's done all the graft and he's done all the hard work there and, and, and fair play to him. Definitely, mate. We talk about positives there. Got to talk about negatives. That referee, like I, me personally, mate, I try not go after refs because I understand that it's a difficult job, and sometimes you can sound like sour grapes or excuses. But Everton have won there too. Now I thought he was absolutely terrible today. No, it, it was. It was a strange one, wasn't it? Because I don't think he started off um, poorly, but as the game went on, you could tell he had a. He seemed to have it in for Richarlison. He wasn't giving him anything. Or any 50-50, um, it went to Bournemouth straight away. And it, it, it was his level of inconsistency for me. It was crazy. Um, you know, if, if an Everton player did one thing, then he would get booked for it. But if a Bournemouth player did the exact same thing, then he'd, he'd be quite lenient and let it go. You know, that incident with Gomez and, uh, Zuma, getting booked yeah. and, and Zuma getting booked. You know, all right, Gomez seemed to maybe... You know, I wouldn't go as far as they lose his head, but he, he was definitely frustrated. But the Bournemouth fella, um, like, I don't know who it was, put, pushed his hands yeah, out as well, yeah, just just like Gomez. And he, he goes and books Gomez. It was it was crazy. And then obviously, you know, that booking's happened. Zuma is obviously, he, he can see clearly what's happened. He's obviously saying, why aren't you booking the Bournemouth midfielder? And then he gets a booking. <laughs> I just think that's, that's insane refereeing. It really, really is. And then, Obviously, there was so many the terrible decisions, but there was another one on the towards the end of the game, towards the, the away end. I think Walcott was it. Yeah, was um, he put in a great, you know, great challenge? I thought he won the ball, and he gave a free kick to Bournemouth. I just thought, like, this is absolutely insane. And for me, he had it for Richarlison. You know, I know Richarlison goes goes over, you know, easier than you know expected and stuff like that, but. I just think that there's other players in the Premier League who go over very easy and they just seem to get the decisions and we you know, we played against twelve men today. I don't care what anything says. I know we got the win. Um you know, made up obviously we got the win, but the level of um, officiating today uh, from Taylor was, was 
not short of today at all, if I'm being honest. And uh, I hope I know Silva's obviously made a, made a couple of comments in the in the post match press conference. He's obviously got to be careful what he says, but he, he's totally right. Like I don't I don't know anyone who's come away from that game and thought Anthony uh, Anthony Taylor is, yeah, yeah. as a as had a as had a good game. But it doesn't matter. All all that matters now. The history books are going to say Everton beat Bournemouth two 0 Um, absolutely delighted. With, with, with the win three points not going to get uh, too ahead of ourselves you know a good tough tough game against Southampton coming up next week um, so hopefully things are, things are on the up and you never know I'm not I'm not too sure what January's going to bring in terms of transfers but you never know what could happen like one one long sign and one one major sign and that Brands and Silver who are on the lookout could give us give us a massive massive boost going into the, the back end of the season especially with the the cup now because we're not going to get relegated, Paul. Are we? No, you know what I mean? No, we're, we're not. We're not. We're obviously not going to qualify for the Champions League, and it's going to be an almighty push to to even qualify for the Europa League. So the cup for me is the be all and end all now. You know, it's it, it, it's got to be every every cup game now. You've got to play your strongest team. You know, hopefully everyone will be fit. The players have got to be up for it. Show the fight. I know the Millwall game's not for a, a couple of weeks, and there'll probably be discussion and uh, debate on what we should do for that, but. I just think, you know, sit back and relax now for um next couple of days we've got Southampton and then it'll be the uh, the cup the cup's just massive because if Marco Silva can set us on our way for the good cup run and obviously go on go on and win a cup, you never know what could you never know what that could uh, set the foundations for. No, nope, totally agree, mate. Thanks very much for your time. You're back early next week, aren't you, with the next few on the galaxies? Yeah, yeah, we will be back. Uh, at some, we'll be back at some point in, in the week. So we're looking forward to sitting down with a couple of blues in the in the studio and uh, hopefully talking about what was uh, a very good second half performance from Everton and uh, a much deserved three points. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. All right, guys, go ahead, please. Afternoon to to all. Of course, uh, it's a really important win. It's always important when you can win. Um, I understand what to, why you are asking me about uh, this win. Uh, of course, we are, we didn't achieve the the last results. Uh, what we want, what is our desire as, as a club. Also, it's always important when when you win one match. Um, was tough, uh, but to to be honest, I think we we deserve the three points. In a tough match, we didn't uh, we didn't start well the the match the first 20-25 minutes. Um, some mistakes in our build up. They planned the the match to come here to put always high pressure in our in our build up to to block in that moment. And in some moments we didn't break in the, the most easy way to to do. Uh, different last 15 minutes of the first half. We start to play better to control a little bit better the the match. Also, and created one or two chances to, to score in that moment. Even that first 25 minutes, they had uh, one big chance. But in one moment, uh, was a clear fall in Zuma. I don't understand really how the, the referee didn't see that fall. I think all the people in the stadiums can 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 see that. But uh, for ref, for uh, the referee and the, the, his assistants, they, no one see that that moment. For me, is really strange. But okay, they had that big chance, and after the second half, we started better, faster, breaking more that first pressure. In some moments, we won direct pass to Richardson or to Gilfi, breaking that that pressure in a different way. 
and after we start to create chances since the first moment, big chance, the Richards in one moment, and we scored the goal. Good reaction, and in that moment, of course, I want our team uh, controlling the game in a different way, um, more with the ball. They start winning um, big number of set pieces. In that moment, we were solid, and we scored the second goal in the last minutes. The the match, um, maybe two nil is tough to to them, but to to be honest, we deserve really the three points. Mark, what did you say at halftime? Because you got a very clear reaction from the players. I told them first we win, we win the game. If you do the things like we planned, and I told them we will win the, the match. Um, of course, I gave them some feedback. What we have to do different, and one, one of the things was clear. We have to to do different in our build-up. They planned the, the match uh, well to come to put really high pressure in us, playing playing with our mom- momentum even with our crowd in some moments also, uh, to putting all this high pressure in some moments, you are playing um, and making some mistakes and easy mistakes when you can break that pressure easier with a true pass or one pass in our striker in some moments, even in Gilfie, because in many, many moments he's, he's alone. And in second half, we start to do that, that, that detail in a different way and we start to break that pressure. And after the space will appear for us, for us we start to play faster, with more quality, with more confidence also. And we did clear different second half. How important was the clean sheet as well for you and the confidence of the team? Like you know, winning is always important. Uh, if you can achieve that with a clean sheet, is really important. More when they they winning some good number of set pieces in the last minutes the the game. Even is something I didn't like really. I like more to control the match in a different way. But you know, Premier League is always tough. Until the moment we we didn't score more goals, is the, the game is always open. And uh, when you can achieve a clean sheet uh, and win the match, is really important for us and boost for sure our confidence as a team. Please, a little bit. I'm sure if you are a manager, uh, an Everton manager this afternoon, or if, you, or if you are an Everton supporter this afternoon, I'm sure you are really unhappy with the referee. I don't have doubts about that. I'm not here. I'm not a coach who came here to find excuses and to see something doesn't happen there inside. I like to to be honest with with you and with you all. But this afternoon uh, was really tough. But it's something for me strange because not something happened just this afternoon. Uh, but this afternoon was really strange. Okay, bad performance for sure. In some moments, I can, I can have also bad performance, and um, of, of course, like the our fans, they react in the end of the match, and that means how, how really they are unhappy. And if they are unhappy, what, what they, they they saw on the pitch, even if I have to have different different control, emotional control also, and because it's my obligation as a coach, it's impossible. I, I will be happy with that, with that performance. Okay, we achieve uh, or we sign with them on loan because, to be honest with you, in that moment was impossible to sign with them in a different way. Uh, to be honest with you, we didn't have the conditions to sign with them in a different way. And in that moment, I took the decision and I I said to our board, I want Andre and I want Zuma. 
but the conditions was to come for them to come on loan. Uh, Barcelona never uh, put the like a solution to, to to sell the player, and with Zuma, like you know, I I took that decision in the last days of the market, and the solution was to 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 try him on on loan. Uh, we achieved that. Let's do. Let's see what we can do in the future about these two players. What I can tell you, you are really happy with him, with them. Sorry, and uh, what you can do or not in the future, we'll know in the, in the right moment. But uh, um, that moment was the the best solution and, and maybe the only solution we have to achieve and to sign with them. You've been listening to the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.